Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri, joined as uh, always by Danielle. Danielle behind the Mac. How you doing, Danielle? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful Wednesday. Beautiful. It is a beautiful Wednesday. It's a beautiful win. It's a beautiful day to to pop some pop some champagne. Oh today. yeah. Oh yeah. Donald in the chat. It's wagon Wednesday in time for the D-backs to shut it down. Absolutely. The Arizona Diamondbacks. They obviously have a date with the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight, but we will, of course, let Jesse, Derek, and the crew take that game on tonight. We're here to talk Arizona State. Now, we've obviously talked a lot about Kenny Dillingham and the football program, rightfully so, over the last six, seven, eight weeks. But today's what JJ, LTC, and everybody else in the chat's been really dying to get their hands on, and that's some Arizona State basketball talk. Bobby Hurley, Jemiah Neal, Frankie Collins, and the boys, they were at Pac-12 Media Day today, so we've obviously got some sound for you guys on what Collins had to say with Jemiah Neal, and then, of course, Hurley himself. We'll get into all that fun here in just a little bit. We've also got the Pac-12 preseason media poll. We're going to pick that apart because, of of course, you could find something wrong with that. And then we've got our own Pac-12 PHNX media poll, if you will, that we're going to go ahead and get into at the end of the show. But we're going to kick things off right now doing what Bobby Hurley's always asking everybody in the chat for. He's just begging. He's pleading for a little like. You know, that's all Bobby Hurley asked for, that. And then, of course, to go ahead and get some incoming transfers. He always loves to have that. Before we get into to what Hurley and company had to say at Pac-12 Media Day, guys, just taking a look at this team. Right, J.J. brings it up. One returning starter, nine new players, pick six in preseason rankings. Not too shabby, right? There are a lot of new faces that are going to be sporting the maroon and gold for Bobby Hurley's Sun Devils in Tempe this season. You look at guys like Kamari Lance, right? This is a guy that Hurley talked a little bit about uh, potentially in the starting lineup and a guy that provides another element um, with the departures of the Cambridge brothers. You look at a guy like Ace Wolf, Adam Miller, still waiting to see if his waiver uh, gets passed by the NCAA because we know that he, if he does get that waiver granted, would be a big part of this ASU team. But really, the Sun Devils and what Sun Devil Nation can expect from this team, it runs through, I'm not going to say a three-headed monster, but I would say it, it runs through the trio of guys returning to play for Bobby Hurley. And you look at a guy in Frankie Collins, Jemiah Neal, Alonzo Gaffney. These are guys that were all contributors for this Sun Devil team last year in, in different roles. JJ brought it up already, right? You've got the one returning starter in Frankie Collins, and I think there is certainly going to be a lot of pressure on Frankie to elevate his game, take that to the next level, uh, which we did see at times last season from Frankie Collins and one when he was able to, to really truly be a go-to point guard for this team. It's when this team thrived. I think the one thing that Sun Devil fans really want to see out of Frankie Collins is you want to be able to see him facilitate while also being a little bit of a scoring threat. It felt at times last season that if he was scoring, then he didn't know how to facilitate. And if he was facilitating, that he didn't necessarily know how to find the basket. Hopefully that changes for ASU basketball this year. And then looking at another guy that there's a lot of high hopes for, Jemiah Neal, right? This is a guy, been a son of for the last couple of years, initially had entered the transfer portal in the offseason following ASU's loss in the NCAA tournament. He decided that Tempe was the spot for him. He decided to obviously come back uh, and play another season under head coach Bobby Hurley. We saw at times just how capable Jemiah Neal can be 
as a scorer. He was a huge threat for the Sun Devils, not only in the NCAA tournament, but in the Pac-12 tournament as well. This is a guy that he dealt with injuries uh, pretty much for the majority, uh, the early part of the season, which impacted his role. That's got to change this year. If he could stay healthy, he could truly be, I think, probably the go-to scorer for this team. Right, you you look at some of his point totals last year: sixteen points uh, in ASU's win uh, against Nevada. He had eleven points against Arizona. He had nine points against SC. Seven points against Oregon State. And then you look throughout. Right, there are certain times specifically: fourteen points uh, against Washington. Eleven points against SF. Like he is certainly capable uh, of providing some some real shooting for this team. And I think. It is going to be on his shoulders to take that next step. And then you look at the last part of the returning trio in Tempe, Alonzo Gaffney, which I know everybody jokes, at least on this show, we've kind of joked in the past about uh, just Alonzo Gaffney uh, as a player. He's a great dude, great basketball player. And I think this is going to be his year to kind of wipe off some of the some of the haters because the haters are definitely out there uh, just in terms of what they've seen from Alonzo Gaffney, not calling him uh, a real big. And let's be honest, he's a big because he's tall. He's a tall man, not necessarily a big man. But if he can find some consistency uh, from behind the arc, then he is certainly going to be a threat, whether he starts at the four or the five for ASU. So we're going to get deeper into the roster. We're going to get a lot deep, deeper into the schedule. Again, 28 days till Sonival fans get to turn on some TV and watch Bobby Hurley do this on the sidelines. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun, but it was a lot of fun for the Devils this past summer because guess what? They decided they were going to take a foreign trip and play some exhibition games to try and get this team full of newcomers, full of freshmen, uh, and full of only three guys that returning to this roster. Wanted to get them a little bit all gelled together, right? Obviously, the COVID situation has kind of prevented Hurley and company from doing something like this in the past. We've seen Hurley take his guys uh, overseas before and play some of those exhibition games. I think the last time was when it was Trey Holder, Cody Justice, and Shannon Evans, and that was one of the best ASU basketball teams in honestly the history of this program so bobby was at pac-12 media day today and he was talking just about how awesome this foreign trip was took a foreign trip for the first time in in a number of years uh, with covid and everything so it was a great experience for our players uh, getting a chance to play two pro games uh, in france and greece and uh, just a great bonding experience great i mean look you take me with some buddies to France or Greece, we're going to have a hell of a time, okay? Whether we're playing basketball, whether we're hitting the bars, whether we're doing whatever, you take any group of people to like a foreign place on quote-unquote vacation and they're going to have a good time. But what I think separates something like that, right? Something that fans are like, why does everybody keep talking about this foreign trip? Because I think that's been the the talk of Tempe as it relates to ASU basketball, aside from some of the transfers that we're going to talk about a little later. The talk of Tempe for Bobby Hurley has been this foreign trip that the team has been on. He is time and time again said how vital that this trip was to kind of get guys to gel together. So we'll touch again on that trip, but this is Bobby Hurley talking about the importance of this foreign trip. We're working on it. We'll get there. 
Yeah, it's huge. Uh, nine new players, uh, two high school players, a junior college player, and, and six transfers, and uh, a, a good core nucleus. Uh, you know, with Frankie Collins, Shamaya Neal, and, and Alonzo Gaffney. But just uh, to see the guys uh, interact off the court and getting along and laughing and having a good time, it's uh, it, it really accelerates the process of uh, bringing a group together. Big thing that you see with college athletics, college basketball specifically, is you've got a group of 12 to 14 guys. And in this day and age of the NIL and transfer portal, there are a lot of players who are unfamiliar with each other, right? They've never stepped on the court with one another. And then they go out there and they take a foreign trip and they are constantly together, right? They are constantly eating with each other. They are constantly working out with each other. They're constantly going to museums with each other. They're going to see artifacts or they're traveling the world together, right? That is certainly going to bring a bond um, that is going to show up on the court. And I think that is something that really separated, I believe that 2017, 2018 team with Trey Holder, Shannon Evans, Cody Justice and the guys, right? Is through thick and thin, they know that they've got each other's back. And I know in athletics, that's talked about a lot, right? This is my brother. This is my guy. Okay, well, travel the country with him for just a little bit. And it's a little bit of a different thing. It starts to turn from, from teammates and friends to legit family relationships that you're going to carry on forever. So I know, again, there's probably people out there that are sick and tired of hearing of this foreign trip because a lot of it doesn't necessarily have to do with basketball. But when we get to midseason or when we get to conference play and this team finds a way to be successful down the stretch, when it finds a way to show up in a three-point game where ASU needs a bucket to tie things up in the chemistry, that split-second synergy is there, I think that's where you're going to see uh, the fruits of this trip really really pay off. So I, I think that is certainly going to be a bright spot for this team. Obviously the basketball part is going to come, but the chemistry, the synergy uh, and all that stuff, I think was really developed um, through this trip. We got Everett in the chat. This podcast is always a highlight of my work day. Thank you, brother. Everett, we really do appreciate you and everybody else. Donald, LTC, everybody in the chat, throwing that forks up and coming to talk ASU sports all day every day. Donald, I know you're in the chat talking about UNC basketball, man. Come on now. We're not here to talk UNC basketball. We'll talk Pac-12 basketball as a whole at the end of the show, but right now we're still talking about the Devils. One thing that I want from everybody in the chat is let us know which player you are most excited to see. Which newcomer are you most excited to see in a Sun Devil uniform? Is it Kamari Lands? Is it Bryson Long? Maybe the Juco guy, Malachi Davis. Are we excited to see Zane Meeks. Come on, JJ. I know you've been waiting for the what first 12 minutes of this show for somebody to say Zane Meeks. There you go, right there. But I think it was JJ earlier in the chat talking about a guy in Sean Phillips. This is the LSU transfer, a true seven-footer. He's got serious athleticism, something that a Bobby Hurley big doesn't usually have, right? Bobby Hurley Biggs, you look at Warren Washington last year. We talked about him being more of a tall man than a big man. It wasn't necessarily the guy that was going to go crash the glass for you, but he was a seven-foot presence. He was a shot blocker. You look to other bigs in the past that Hurley's had, Daquan Lake, Ramella White. They haven't necessarily been those guys to go assert themselves on the interior. That is going to be different this year. 
Sean Phillips, from everything we've heard, from everything we've seen, this is a guy with serious athleticism. He is going to be a high flyer for this team, and I would not be surprised in the slightest if we are through non-conference play and Sean Phillips Jr. is the best player on the court for the Sun Devils. Seriously, that's how good he has looked. We'll see again how this offense can utilize him. I think that was a little bit of an issue with Warren Washington last season. And ASU fans in the chat, you can definitely attest to this, right? Is it looked like Warren Washington was capable of scoring a lot more points than he actually did. It looked like Warren Washington wasn't necessarily being utilized offensively in the right way way because we know Bobby Hurley's squads they run up and down the court fast we know that they are a guard centric team it's a guard centric system so I'm really curious to see if Sean Phillips can take that to the next level and maybe solidify himself as a true big man for this ASU basketball team we're going to get to some more of the sound from Pac-12 media day from guys like Frankie Collins and Jemiah Neal but first want to tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at FOCO if you're watching at home you could see all this beautiful stuff behind me. If you're watching yesterday, I had that lovely D-backs hat on because, say it with me, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a wagon, a wagoon, if you will. And FOCO, guys, they're here to help you guys ride that lovely wagon that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Go get yourself an Aloha shirt, a straw hat, a polo, a bag, whatever you need for the Arizona Diamondbacks playoff push. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. And if you're sitting at home, you're like, you know what, man, I'd love to go get myself an Arizona Diamondbacks hat, but you know, I just don't got the coin to do it. Well, there's this lovely thing called the BetMGM Sportsbook app where they quite literally just give you free coin for being you and signing up. It's literally what they do. It's super easy. Okay, guys, especially if you haven't signed up, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com and sign up with code PHNX. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds price, a qualifying bet. And once you have placed a qualifying bet, you're going to receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of your wager. Guys, sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And you guys are going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. And before we get to all the, the disclaimers and fun stuff, we got a little, a little parlay pick for you guys. So I've been talking all day, all morning about the Arizona Diamondbacks and how they are going to put the Los Angeles Dodgers to sleep. It's going to be a beautiful thing when everybody has to say night-night to the Los Angeles Dodgers playoff hope. So this is my parlay pick. And Donald, I know it's been tough, okay? Sometimes parlay picks, they've been rough, but this is, this is the one for you, okay? We've got Eagles money line, Chiefs money line, 49ers money line, Dolphins money line, Chargers money line, in your Arizona Diamondbacks money line tonight. Plus 680, guys. A little $50 pays $390. That's a good day to me. That's a really, really good day to me. So definitely go get locked in. Place that parlay. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Really, really felt like I needed to hold that win in there for everybody. You know, if Sean was here, he'd do the exact same thing. Donald in the chat. Okay, I'm tailing. Don't let this one go wrong. Donald, I'm doing my absolute best. I'm going to find a way to will all of those teams to victory. It does suck that it starts tonight and then it ends Monday. It's kind of a long lay. So just buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a blast the same way that this Arizona State basketball season is going to be right. I think there's a lot of people that in this day and age of college athletics, college basketball, they like the idea of the transfer portal until it takes away some of their guys. Right. Obviously, ASU lost Devin Cambridge. They lost Warren Washington. They lost Austin Nunez. They lost Duke Brennan. Shout out that dog. He's over at GCU. Like it has certainly been. A, a little bit of a rough patch in terms of losing guys. But ASU managed to keep those three guys that we talked about home in Alonzo Gaffney, Jemiah Neal, and Frankie Collins. And I want to talk about Jemiah and Frankie a little bit, right? Because this is really going to be the duo for Arizona State basketball. If you remember that 2017 team, again, I believe, it was a three-headed monster in Cody Justice, Trey Holder, and Shannon Evans. These two remind me a lot of Trey Holder and Shannon Evans. More so, I think Frankie is probably your Trey Holder in terms of being a true point guard. And then on the opposite side, in terms of the two, you've got a guy in Jemiah Neal that I think is truly capable of shooting the lights out of any basketball gym that he plays in this season. Bobby was talking about these two potentially being some of the best rebounding guards as well for the Sun Devil. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how these guys elevate their game because you look at last year's team, the offense, while Frankie was the point guard, it felt like from a scoring perspective, it was all Des Cambridge, right? Des Cambridge was the guy that you tuned in for ASU basketball. And when he was on, he was on when he was off you turn the tv off because sometimes it just wasn't that damn pretty if jemiah neal can take over as a true scoring threat and frankie collins can find a way to evolve his game to adapt into being a true point guard who is able to who is able to facilitate while also averaging i don't know maybe 10 points a game that would be absolutely huge for this team i don't see why that can't be the way that this ASU basketball team functions. LTC in the chat. Gotta say Malachi, and just in terms of a guy that he's excited to see, Malachi Davis, that Juco guard, he was on an absolute tear, an absolute tear at a certain point last season. I believe it was towards the very end of his season. He was averaging a ridiculous amount of points. I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up here. Malachi Davis, while he was playing, uh, let's see, this is Tallahassee Community College that he was playing. That's crazy. Tallahassee Community College, dude. That is insane. I didn't even know that existed. That's tough. But he was averaging, yeah, look at some of these point totals. At the end of the season, 31 points, 33 points, 48 points, 31 points, 33 points. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. If you get even a drop in the bucket from him that is something like this, it's a win of a season. If Malachi Davis can come off the bench, which it sounds like he is going to come off the bench, unless Ace Wolf 
doesn't get his waiver cleared, then the starting five definitely shuffles around a little bit. But Malachi Davis coming off the bench, if he's able to provide some scoring for the Sun Devils, which is another thing that they really lacked, I think last year was a true scorer off the bench, then this is going to be an absolute threat of a team, which I know we'll get into it later, but could definitely surpass the expectation of being sixth in that Pac-12. But getting back to Jemiah Neal and Frankie Collins, we've talked a lot about the newcomers, whether they've been the freshmen or some of the incoming transfers, right? Malachi Davis, uh, Zane Meeks, all of those guys. Jemiah was asked at Pac-12 Media Day what he likes about the team and what he likes about the newcomers. This is what he had to say. What I like about this team and what our newcomers is we have a whole bunch of guys who have a lot to prove. We have guys who are hungry to show 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 what they could do. And I think that'll help us because when we get out there, you know, we got something to prove. We don't have a lot of guys who are highly ranked or who whose stats were the best. Even even mine and Frank's, we we have everybody stepping into a bigger role. And I think that's what's gonna help us because we all have each other's back, because we're all doing something we haven't did before. All doing something that we haven't done before. Right. I think that is really going to be the focal point for Arizona State and Bobby Hurley is if I'm that guy, similar to the way that Kenny would do it or any of the coaches. Right. You are out there. And when you've got your roster, you've got a handful of guys, depending on the size of the roster that you're like, okay, these are our blue chip guys. These are our guys that are going to lead us to battle every single game, every single week. And if you're Bobby Hurley, you know with confidence that that is going to be Frankie Collins and that is going to be Jemiah Neal, right? These are two guys that are going to have to step up and lead a roster of you know, freshmen, of newcomers, of guys that have played in different systems, who have played across the nation, who have played uh, with a different level of energy and that they're going to be expected at Arizona State. Because if you're a Sun Devil fan and you watch ASU basketball, you know that these guys are are runners they are constantly running up and down the court in transition their bread and butter is they play lights out defense and then they get you in transition they win you and they beat you like that right it's almost like a little barrage of points in defense that is going to be uh, another key for me right is we mentioned the defense of this team you've got some guys now in zane meeks malachi davis sean phillips uh, ace wolf can they function defensively the way that this unit did last year? Because that's what made this team such a problem in specific games last year. Wasn't necessarily their offense. At times, their offense was putrid. <laughs> and if you're an ASU fan, you know that that is absolutely true. It takes them minutes on end to find a bucket, to find some sort of life offensively. But what you could always count on night in and night out was their defense. So can some of these guys that weren't Sun Devils last year, can they find a way to play that same level of lockdown defense if they can and if Frankie Collins and Jemiah Neal can truly preach that as the leaders of this team, then I think, again, you're looking at an ASU basketball team that there's going to be a lot of people that do not want to play when we hit January, February, and March. Be real about that because this is this is a team every year, it feels like. They've got a couple of transfers, right? Des Cambridge last year, Devin Cambridge, Marion Jackson the year before. For. Like there are guys that choose to be Sun Devils because they see an opportunity. They see an opportunity to put their name on the map in the Pac-12. Not to mention, this is the last year that these teams are going to be in the Pac-12. So I'm pretty sure it was Shane and I or Sean and I that were talking about a couple weeks ago. It is going to be an absolute dogfight now to go get 
that chip, to go get the Pac-12 championship, go get that Pac-12 tournament title, right? You want to be the ones to to put up that last banner as Pac-12 champs because that's going to mean something, right? And I think ASU, they have the team for it uh, to, to definitely fight for it. They definitely have the coach, in my opinion, and Bobby Hurley, but I really do love that duo of Frankie Collins and Jemiah Neal. And now Jemiah was asked on what it's like to get to play another year with Frankie Collins, this is what he had to say. Me and Frank are both uh, willing passers, and we want to see each other do great. And uh, this summer, we played a program together just to just to uh, get some more reps on our belt together. So um, we like playing with each other because we we both like seeing each other do well. And, and you know, I'm not I'm never jealous of what Frank's doing. He's never jealous of what I'm doing. And um, our games complement each other because we both like that. We both can shoot. We both like to get downhill. We both like to make the right play. So. And, and we both guard. We both can guard one through three. So I, I like the combo of me. Unselfish basketball, right? That's what you like to see. I think if you, you tune into the PHNX Sun show, that's going to be uh, maybe their mantra this season is because they have uh, an absolute ridiculous roster full of scores. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Eric Gordon. Like there is a bunch of talent on that team. I think there's a bunch of talent on this team too. And obviously nowhere near to the level of the Phoenix Suns. But the idea that you need to go out there and your stars need to know when it's their time. And they also need to know when they need to let somebody else uh, get involved in the game. And I think you've got a guy in Frankie Collins who we've seen is super, super unselfish in that respect when you get to a guy on the court who is always willing to make that extra pass again another tweak that I want to see from him this year is know when you need to take over I think last year that's something that you saw in Des Cambridge where either you loved it or you hated it because there was times where he was chucking up shots and you're like what is he doing why are we taking that shot and then there are other times where he was hitting those shots those very same ones that you were scratching your head at and you're like, oh my God, this is our savior. This is our Sun Devil savior. I think that's what you're going to need to see from Jemiah Neal and Frankie Collins is two guys that need to know when it's their time to put the other team to sleep, when it's time to pull the Russ and rock them to sleep, and you need Frankie Collins to go get you a bucket. Because that's, that's I'm be honest, watching ASU basketball last year, and, and everybody in the chat, chime in, right? Like, there were times where it looked like Frankie Collins could get a bucket whenever he wanted to, but there were times when he simply didn't. Or Jemiah Neal, when he was on fire in the Pac-12 tournament. He's shooting threes left and right, and they're sinking, and you're like, where has this been? Why haven't we seen this before? We know Bobby Hurley doesn't, like, he lets these guys take the shots that they want to take. So go take them. Go be that guy. I know Jemiah thought about entering the transfer portal or entering the transfer portal decided to come back, Right? And there was the whole idea of like, this is the place to develop me as an NBA player. Bet. You're back in Tempe. Go be a star. Go be a star in Tempe, right? The training wheels can come off. You've been in Tempe for a while now. You've been a Sun Devil. You sat behind some guys. You've been hurt in the past. Now's your time to go shine, right? That's the message to Jemiah Neal. The message to Frankie Collins is a little bit different, right? This is a kid transferred from Michigan last year. Had an up-and-down season, specifically at the start. Looked like he was going to be a scoring guard, right? He was going to be able to find a way to be a point guard and score, I don't know, 15 points a game. But the team couldn't win. And then as the season started to progress, you're like, hmm, this guy can rebound. He plays lights-out defense. And he is an unselfish point guard. 
that's what you want to see from your point guard. But this season, I want to see the Frankie Collins that we saw in the NCAA tournament. I want to see the guy that at certain times looked like he could get a bucket whenever he wanted. When he was catching bodies out there, just dunking on people. I think there was a CVS commercial or something the other day like that had all crazy sports, right? And they opted to use the Frankie Collins dunk for that commercial. Are you kidding me? I want to see that Frankie Collins. I want to see a highlight reel from my point guard. Because that's what's going to make you shine in the Pac-12. That's what's going to get you past teams like UCLA, USC, Arizona. You look at those rosters, yeah, they have depth, but nobody cares about the depth. Everybody cares about the the stars, right? Years past, Boogie Ellis, USC, he's the guy. This year, Ronnie James, he's the guy. I guarantee you, if he wants a bucket, he's going to go get that bucket, right? Last year, or in years past for Arizona, Ben Matherin. He's not sitting there where they're not, U of A fans aren't talking about, oh, we want to see Ben Matherin shoot it more. No, he's going and doing it. He's being the star of that team. UCLA, Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell. Those are guys that you go into the games, and if you're a fan of those teams, you know who you're paying to see. That's what it needs to be for ASU this season. When an ASU fan decides that they're going to buy a ticket to DFA and they're going to go watch Bobby Hurley's Sun Devils, they need to sit in their seats excited and ready to see Jemiah Neal and Frankie Collins take on the Pac-12. That's what I want to see. That's what ASU fans want to see. That's what's going to separate this team, this team, from years past, in my personal opinion. And if you want to go watch some ASU basketball in 28 days or at any point this season, guess what? Get your tickets on game time because they are going to be almost nothing. They're going to cost literally almost nothing. Guys, I've used game time in the past. I've been on this program talking about getting concert tickets, uh, going to games. My favorite feature is the fact that you can get tickets on game time and you can also pay later. I think that is one of the greatest features of all time is I want my stuff now, but I'll do it in payments. That's personally my favorite. And Game Time has that option. Obviously, if you want to pay up front, you could do that as well because the tickets are super cheap, guys. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another really awesome. Sponsor of ours, guys, Shady Rays. I know there's been people in the past that have listened to to the ASU podcast. They're like, well, we don't need any Shady Rays. We got our own Shady Ray named Ray Anderson. Now, whether you believe that or not, Shady Ray is a sunglasses brand. They've got just what you need. And if what you need is to look damn good, then head over to Kierlin Commons, their one-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. That's the spot for you. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, guys, exchange for a new pair, return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off. Two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. LTC in the chat. Jemiah real because it keeps it real. Things you love to see. Uh, LTC, the game at USC reminds me of Frankie's struggles. Yeah, look, man, all these guys, you look at the returners. They've all had their highs. They've all had their lows. I think if, if you're a Sonoma fan, you're a little skeptical uh, as to, to what this team can be. I think you've got to just look at Bobby Hurley's work in the past and what he's been able to do with guys that return to his program when they have another year 
in his system. They tend to thrive. They tend to have really awesome bounce back years. And that's what I'm expecting from Jemiah Neal, Frankie Collins, and Alonzo Gaffney. Donald, we don't talk about that game. We don't talk about that San Fran game. I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Okay. Just just so we're on the same page. Donald also saying Caleb Love is a serious guard to watch. Uh, plays down south. Yeah, it's look these these ASU U of A basketball games uh, have gotten really good over the last couple of years. Uh, and I was talking with Saul about this uh, when the whole Big Twelve thing was happening. Like, it would have been a shame to see these two programs, um, ASU and U of A, opt to go in separate directions, simply because for a while, whether it be football in the Territorial Cup or basketball, the games weren't good. The games weren't competitive. Now they are, okay? Jed Fish, Kenny Dillingham, obviously building programs up uh, from the ground up uh, in their respective cities. And then you look at, at basketball just last year, obviously U of A won one, and then ASU fans, y'all know about the shot at McHale. Y'all know about that shit was crazy. Des Cambridge was that guy. That was fucking awesome. Right? Everybody knows. Every, you, if you're an ASU fan, you've seen that shot. That's, that's next to the Jail Mary that might be the second best play in in Arizona State sports. Maybe in the last 20, what year is it? 2023? We're in 2023, right? Yeah. Apparently it's I 2023 think, already. We're 2020. That's crazy, dog. That's crazy. Yeah, that is absolutely the second best play. You could maybe argue that it's first just because it's the rival in the last 23 years, hands down. Like that was one of the, Best plays that I've had as a sports fan, watching that game in the office, running up and down, losing my mind, and I'm running up down the the, the hallway with Shane, and I get there, and all I see is I just see Sean flipping off Damon. It was the funniest thing that I have ever seen. But regardless, we know how good U of A basketball is, so without further ado, let's go ahead and take a look at our own Pac-12 media poll. Okay, so this is what we've got so far, and this is what I think is going to happen. We'll talk about the other media poll in just a second, but I've got Cal finishing 12. Shane and Sean are not, not on this program, so nobody can accuse me of my Cal hatred or nobody can keep me in check. Uh, I don't think Cal's necessarily going to be the greatest basketball program in the world. You look at Oregon State. I've got them at 11. This is a program that had some really promising freshmen last year. They've got you know another year under their belt. I think they definitely make a rise, uh, but I don't think they absolutely jump up these rankings. Washington State at 10, Stanford at 9, Utah at 8. I've got Utah at 8. Their roster isn't necessarily full of world beaters, but it is always tough to go up and play uh, on the road, which is why when you get to conference play, Utah tends to give teams fits, specifically Arizona, right? I've got Washington at seven, ASU at six. I think this is an ASU team that we've talked about already on this show that could surprise some people both positively and negatively in a positive way. If you get Jemiah Neal, uh, Frankie Collins, if Ace Wolf gets his waiver cleared, all those things happen. If Sean Phillips is the guy that everybody's talking about, then this is a team that could certainly find itself fighting for a top four seed when we're talking about the Pac-12 tournament. Now, if Frankie Collins, Jemiah Neal don't necessarily make that jump, reminder, this is a team that no longer has the Cambridge brothers that are high-flying and shooting lights out. So if they're unable to make that jump, then you could see ASU kind of slide down these rankings. Colorado at five. Man, it hurts me to put Colorado above ASU in just about anything, 
but they have had themselves a hell of an offseason. Oregon basketball is Oregon basketball. ASU typically has their number, at least they have over the last couple of seasons. That's why I have them at four. JJ in the chat saying, Oregon's a little high in his opinion. I can respect it. Would put Colorado at four, Washington at five, ASU at six. I've got UCLA at three. My goodness, am I happy that ASU fans don't have to watch Jaime Jaquez play basketball anymore. But regardless, it's UCLA. That's why I've got them at three. SC is going to be fun, man. SC is going to be fun to watch if you are just a basketball fan, and especially if you've appreciated the the Dion stuff that's going on at Colorado. Now you obviously got Bronny James at USC. Like That is going to be must-watch TV. People are going to want to watch LeBron James' kid in a college uniform. And I think they're going to be pretty damn good. Arizona at number one. Let's be real. They got Caleb Love in the transfer portal. Kylan Boswell is a guy that this this team um, and, and Tommy Lloyd are really expecting to make that jump and be a star for them. And then, of course, they've got their big man, Umar Balo. Um, so that's why UA is atop those uh, that power ranking list. Now, if you're looking for the Pac-12 media poll, Uh, that was released a little bit earlier today. This is what Pac-12 media has in terms of the poll. Okay, starting from 12 to 1, they've got Oregon State at 12. They've got Cal at 11. They've got Washington State at 10. They've got Washington at 9. Stanford at 8. Utah at 7. Arizona State at 6. Colorado at 5. Oregon at 4. UCLA at 3. SC at 2. And Arizona at 1. So when you get from 1 to 6... Theirs is the same as ours. And then below that, things start to change. Guys, let us know in the chat who you think is maybe the surprise team not named Arizona State in the Pac-12. It is certainly going to be a fun final season in the Pac-12. Just thinking about all the memories that ASU fans and college basketball fans have of the Pac-12 before these respective programs move on. Right? You're going to UCLA and USC, Oregon, in Washington, obviously making the jump to the Big Ten. And on the flip side of that coin, you got Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. They're headed to the Big 12. Nobody knows what's happening with Washington State um, and, and Oregon State. So we'll obviously see uh, JJ in the chat. Boogie Ellis is one of the best guards in the country. USC is going to be scary. Yeah, Boogie Ellis and Bronny James is going to be a lethal duo that I don't think, I think a lot of people think it's going to be clicks, right? There's like, oh, okay, we're talking to Bronny James. Like, nah, if you if you watch Bronny James play basketball, like, dude's legit. There's a reason he's going to SC, uh, and, and he's not just a pushover guy who's the son of LeBron James. Like, Bronny Jr., uh, Bronny can actually play ball, and you pair him up with a guy in Boogie Ellis, it's been a problem now for a couple years. Pac-12 fans need to watch out, especially some of those lower-tier teams in the pack. They're going to find it really hard to hang. And that's I, that's... That's something I do want to get into that I was having this conversation with Damon off off camera, right, is as it relates to football, and I think you're going to see a lot of the same with with basketball, is the Pac-12 is such a dominant conference this year. And by dominant, I don't even mean dominant. I just mean they've got so much depth in the top tier, right? Washington, Oregon, SC, Oregon State, Utah. Like those five teams, even Washington State. And UCLA, these are te- like these are teams that are ranked, right? These are teams that are literally ranked in the top 25 of the nation. That's why for some of these mid-tier teams or lower-tier teams in the pack, it's been hard for them to show progress unless you're a direct fan. 
you look at U of A, and again, I hate giving any sort of props or love to U of A, but they're three and three. You look at their losses, they got a road loss to an SEC team. Okay, understandable. You got a seven-point loss to Washington, who's a top 10 team in the nation. And then you have a triple overtime loss, which I think was by two points, to SC. An AP top 25, a team that finds itself in the top 10 pretty frequently, right? That's like, that's a good three and three. That's a mid-tier team that like, what are they going to do? They're not going to go out, and but they're, they're, they're 10 points away, literally. U of A is 10 points away from being in the AP top 15, right? You figure they get that win over Washington. They get the win over SC. They're for sure a top 15 team. And that's why maybe a team that would have been middle of the pack in years past in the Pac-12, like an Arizona or an Arizona State, is fallen a little bit, only with the one win. I think I say all this because that's what I think you're going to get in the Pac-12 for basketball this season. This is a this is a conference that's got heavy hitters in the top tier: UCLA, U of A, SC, Colorado. Like those are teams that should be ranked in the AP top 25 at a certain point. This season. So for teams in the middle of the pack in Arizona State, a Utah, a Washington, it may be a little bit tougher to get some of those gritty wins because those teams are so top heavy or the Pac-12 is so top heavy this season. It is going to be an absolute gauntlet for Arizona State to, to really scratch and claw its way. But I think that's what is going to make it such a sweet season is the fact that in the final year of the Pac-12, you got Bobby Hurley, you got a couple returners, you got some guys that just want a ball, right? Sean Phillips, Ace Wolf, Zane Meeks, Bryson Long, Braylon Green. There are guys that are hungry to get after it, and they chose Tempe to do it, and they chose Tempe to do it in a year where Arizona, USC, Oregon, UCLA, are going to be problems. That's what I was talking about with, I think, Derek or Sean on TPSP last week or, or the week before. He's like, you know, when the Diamondbacks were making their playoff push, who do you want to see, right? Who, what, what team do you want to play? You want to play the Braves or you want to play the Dodgers? And I said I wanted to play, I said I want to play the Braves. Why? Because I want to play the best team. If I'm going to win the championship, in a, years from now, everyone's like, oh, how'd they get there? I want it to be known that we beat the best, right? So if Arizona State is going to make the tournament, and I'm going to get into Levi's question here in a second, that's what you got to do. You got to go out and you got to beat the best. I, I want that dub. I want the smoke at McHale. Like, I want that shit. Take me, take me to LA. Let me, let me play those big, high-flying Los Angeles schools. Go beat their ass, right? Like, that's, that's what you want to do. You, if, if sport, that's why you love sports, right? Because you want to see... These teams that nobody expects to win to take down Goliath in U of A, right? UCLA, USC. That's what you could get from ASU this season. They're not going to be pegged to be a top four team, okay? They don't have a Kylan Boswell. They don't have a Caleb Love. They don't have a Boogie Ellis. They don't have a Bronny James. But you know what they do have? They have a Jemiah Neal. They have a Frankie Collins. They have Braylon Green. They've got Sean Phillips. They've got guys that are hungry. And sometimes being hungry is better than being good, okay? I think you saw that in the tournament last year with Arizona. Go ask the Wildcat fans what Princeton was. Princeton wasn't a good basketball team, but they were a hungry basketball team. Just telling you. Just, just telling you how it is. Levi in the chat, do you think ASU makes a tournament? I do. I, I, I do, and I think a lot of 
tournament talk this season, at least early on, is going to be centered around does Adam Miller get the waiver cleared? I've already brought it up a few times. It's unknown. I would lean probably 70-30 that it's not going to get passed just based off of the fact that you look at the football team, right? Jake Smith, Xavier Alford, those are two guys that had legit reasons as to why they should get uh, to play this season in the NCAA didn't allow it to happen. So obviously, Sun Devil fans want and are wishing the absolute best for Adam Miller to get on the court in Tempe. But I think if he does play, ASU should be a tournament team. If he doesn't play, it's going to be what I said. It's going to be a dogfight. It is absolutely going to be a, a team that's got to fight twice a week to, to, to make some noise and truly get in the tournament. Regardless, though, this is the place. This is the place for all your ASU coverage. This is the place where you come for some fun at 2 o'clock every single day because that's what we do. That's what we do, Donald. We bring the energy. We also bring you some great deals, just like they got over at Circle K. If you didn't know, it's America's Thirst Shop, and they've got a new free membership program where you guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Get every 6 3 on a selection of Circle K products, whether that be pizza, coffee, ice cold, fountain drinks, and more. Guys, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Now, Danielle, do you know what's going to be happening here in a few hours? Uh, some sort of baseball game, isn't it? Some sort of baseball game taking, taking place up the street, you know? And then after the game, there's going to be, you know, just some goons. Just some guys, some fellows, some dudes in the office that are going to be talking about it. Hopefully, they're going to be celebrating the Diamondbacks win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. But we will obviously see regardless. Definitely go get yourself the PHNX Diamondbacks wagon shirt. Sean was calling it the unofficial shirt, the unofficial postseason shirt. Uh, of the Diamondbacks. Guys, if you haven't seen it, definitely head over to PHNX Locker. Grab one. Whether you want the wagon shirt, maybe you want a, a Sun Devil shirt, a Wildcat shirt, a Sun shirt, regardless, we have the absolute best merch in the Valley, hands down. Put it put it up with the best. Absolutely. And the best deals. Now, let's say you're not a Sun Devil fan. My first question would be, why? My second question would be, Okay, then who are you a fan of in the Valley? Is it the D-backs? Is it the Yotes? Is it the Suns? Regardless, we've got newsletters coming out for each and every beat. Coyotes on Monday, Suns on Tuesday, D-backs Wednesday, Wildcats Thursday, Devils on Fridays, and Cardinals on Saturdays. Okay, we got it all for y'all. And reserve your tickets for free to our PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties. Join us every away game at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for ticket raffles, prize giveaways, more for to go meet the crew, Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, and the guys. It is a lot of fun. The link is in the show notes. Also, want to give y'all just a little update on this really cool thing um, that, that's going on. Okay, The Out of Darkness Walk, October 21st. 10 days from now, okay? On Saturday, October 21st, we're joining thousands of teams across the country 
for the Out of the Darkness Community Walk, an event co-chaired by one of our very own PHNX diehards that raises money for suicide prevention programs, uh, unites those who have been affected by suicide and helps create communities that are smart about mental health. And you guys can join us in person at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick at 9 a.m. on the 21st or show your support virtually. Join Team PHNX by hitting the link in our description and help us hit our fundraising goal if you are able. Again, guys, we really appreciate everybody in the chat. Is it your birthday today? It, it is my birthday today. Thank you, Sal. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri Danielle. Where can the peeps follow you? Let's see if you've, if you've got the spelling right today. Oh, boy. Follow me at at Abracadanielle, A-B-R-A-C-A-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. I know that because I was on DNVR today. <laughs> And I had to spell it out loud there. Love it. Love to see it. Guys, we will be right back here on Thursday at 2 p.m. But in the meantime, go D-backs and peace.